This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to another episode of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch, and as ever, I will be joined by Danny Baker. Tonight, we're going to be discussing our recent form, so the win against Harrogate, uh, and then our, our recent form as we picked up seven points from nine. Uh, we'll be discussing what me and Danny were speaking about previously, the six games. Uh, we wanted 18 points. We'll be discussing that, Johnny Jackson's job as ever. Uh, we'll move on. We'll be discussing the Don's Trust elections, who is standing, and then we'll preview the upcoming fixtures against uh, Weymouth in the FA Cup and then Leighton Orient at home on the Tuesday night. Danny, how are we? You good? I'm really good, mate. Happy non-Halloween, if you like. Is it a big thing, Halloween? Can't stand it. No, no, you're not. I get it. Well, I did take the kids trick or treating. Did uh, you? Well, yeah, the six, he's six, and the little one was in a pumpkin at one. He was a little pumpkin, and oh, that's quite. I don't cute. mind it because then I eat all the sweets as well. So it's, it's quite weird, nice, like yeah. literally, like in ten years, it used to be like everyone's trick or treating. To now, it's like if there's nothing in the house, you don't knock on the. It used to be, I don't care, I'm knocking on the door I, regardless. I, I like what they do with trick or treating. Now is that if you've got a pumpkin out. That means knock on the door, and if you don't, just leave them alone. Yeah, that's it, yeah. which I can kind of get. But when we were younger, we just knock on everything. Yeah, and then you egg the ones who didn't answer. Well, but yeah, don't have that nowadays. But ah, that was no, us that. in Chewell. But, right, uh, so I normally do a question. Is you in it today? Go on, my son. We got the World Cup in three weeks. World Cup, yeah. Okay. And we've talked about how old we are and how how old we're getting and stuff. And yeah. The Panini sticker album. Oh yes, please go you, on. You, got got you, need. Are you still on it? Are you still getting it? Okay, so th- actually, this came up today. I'm on, I was on TikTok, and there was like one of the teachers, and he bought all of the kids in his class the sticker album. Now the problem is, and I was like, oh, I'm not buying that for kids. I look weird, but I do love, I do love a sticker album. But at 39, am I, am I too old for it? I mean, is there a cutoff? 
I'm lucky. I've got a 13-year-old boy who loves football, loves it. So he's collecting. And then my six-year-old, I'm trying to get him into football now. And he, I've got him a book and I'm trying to get him to collect because he just loves stickers and going through them. But I don't let them stick them in the book. I have to do it. Yeah, because I bet you want it really neat, yeah? Yeah, it has to be neat. It can't oh, be... my God, 100%. If you do it wrong, it's like, oh, you've yeah, ruined that. I, like, literally, like, battered my boy the other day, six-year-old, because he put one in a bit longer. I didn't really. That's just me joking well, before. No, we... he, he would deserve that. Before we get complaints. But, yeah, I just think, yeah, like, what I... And also, how expensive are they? 90p a pack. All I'm going to ask you, Lee, and it's a very, very important question, and I need an honest answer. Is a shiny a silver, or is it called a shiny? But more importantly, is it worth two or three? What do you mean? Oh, on the swap game. Yeah. Is it worth two or three? Because in our currency, what used to drive me mad is when a kid at school would only need like 10, he'd have one shiny, he'll go, I'll give you all these swaps. It was like that thick. It was like a, an inch high with all these stickers. And I'd be like, yeah, right. And I'd get them and I'd needed like four of them. My dad was like, why did you do that? You just, he's literally giving all the crap that you don't want. You've now got four Nicky butts. You've got five Iranian <laughs> goalkeepers. Like, yeah. what, what, what are you doing? Shiny's definitely, I think, two's got to be, yeah, it's got to be probably three nowadays, but yeah, oh, it's shiny. big time. And more importantly, but, did you ever get to the point where you had to, like, send off for the, the ones that you didn't get from Panini, or were you nah. like, no, no? Well, no, I never I never got that. I, I would have needed about 100, because I ended up getting bored after a while, because once the World Cup starts, you're watching the games, you're not really worrying about the stick of book. Oh, and... no, if you do it, if you start, you've got to finish. Well, I that's... think that's cheating, though. That's cheating if you have to then send off to get the stickers you didn't get. They used to do it, didn't they? It was like they you still could do. send off for up for like 40 or 50. No, no, they, I bet they, you can do them all now. You can, yeah, they do. They, they were again, they're talking about it on talk sport that, that you can send off now and get the whole any any that you need, they'll send you. But that, I think that's cheating. But I used to love the Premier League one where they had it where they had like the home and away kits and they had like a star player as a silver. I used to, oh mate, I used to love that. My brother collected it was so neat. My brothers, and I don't think I've ever completed one like properly. I'd love to. See, I'd love to see like an AFC Wimbledon one, an AFC Wimbledon Panini sticker. Well, like a league. Josh there was a, they, they did do a football league sticker album once. Because remember when I was at school and I got it, and I used to collect it because it was anything to collect. No, no one else was interested. Um, but I obviously collected it because I'm a loser. Um, I used to, oh, I just, I don't know what it is about stickers. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I absolutely I'd, love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I said I, I, I didn't know if you. I, I, I've got an excuse. As I said, I've got a 13 year old boy, so I love collecting them. I love the, the World Cup stadiums. I don't know about this World Cup and the, the stadiums in this World Cup. No. They're all a little bit too flash now, but yeah. I just and like I feel like them. this World Cup's gone a little bit under the radar. I mean, it starts in what? Three England's weeks. first game is in three weeks and like, yeah. everything seems, it doesn't quite, like, there hasn't been that build-up. Do you know what I mean? You're not, like, I you're not allowed to build it. I watch a geezer on YouTube, I don't know if you've heard of him, called Simon Wilson. He goes around different countries trying to live like free in these countries. He's, I, I quite like his content. And uh, he was out there trying to see how long it would take to get to every single stadium in like a day, I think it was. Some okay. of them were like 10 minutes apart. That's how close really? the stadiums are. But he said he, he weren't allowed to take pictures or photos. They kept telling him not to take pictures and stuff while he's out there as a tourist. And he but said he was absolutely dead. There was no one about at all. And he's there, what, a month, two months away 
before this tournament and there's literally nothing going on out there so we're not hearing anything you know what i mean when you when it's in france or spain there'll be games going on now and you think oh that's a world cup stadium yeah 100 percent. we're getting it's excited a, but it's a, yeah I and i don't know any i usually know people that are going to the world cup because they've go to every england game i don't know many people that can afford to go i to feel Qatar. like fifa have really dropped the ball on this one like i feel like i, I mean they are horrible as an organization but the, the whole guitar thing, I, I've got, um, okay, I, I don't want to get too heavy on this, but I have a massive bugbear with people hosting competitions when they're never going to qualify. Like, for me, it just, it's ridiculous. Like, guitar, we're never going to qualify. I kind of, Canada, you're not going to qualify. Yeah, but I and they do joint bids. It's like, oh, this yeah, is pathetic. That, I kind of get it on the point that we're trying to grow the game. So giving no, it to, why, giving what, it no, to a Canada. Because look why at USA you, now. But look at USA Who cares now. about growing the game? The game's absolutely yeah, but, huge. Yeah, but look at the countries I'm talking... Let me finish my point. Well, before well you, I will. Right, but look at... You said Canada, right, Qatar, I kind of get. But look at look at USA, right? 94, they had it. They didn't even know football. Then. Now look at their game now. It's grown. It's massive. It's a retirement like home for the old players now. But look at, say, like Australia. Right. I'd be happy if the World Cup went to Australia. It's not known for football do you know what I mean they, they only qualify because they've got a really weak group if they qualify for it but I'd be happy for it to go there because the game over there is growing it is yeah, getting what, bigger and bigger what, and stuff what, like I, that. I never I had the same conversation with guys within the cricket and again I don't want to be too blunt on it but what is this obsession with having to grow the game why can't you just enjoy the game it's a wonderful game if the Australians want to play football go and sort your life out go and invest in the sport why Australia? Why are we not bothered about Sudan or I'm, Tunisia I'm not, or? I'm not talking Barbados. about the game as in it, it has to st- like it's literally there's no nothing in Sudan, so let's grow it there. I'm talking about a game that's already growing, it's already prospecting, and like do you know what I mean? Let's, I just I, I never understand I the point of growing the game when a game. It annoys me that England don't massive. get it when we've got some of the best stadiums in the world. Do you know what I mean? And we could host a, a football tournament. Oh, so why? I mean, they did one, didn't they? Do one with like. Was it Poland and Ukraine or Belt? They did some one ridiculous one in Europe, and it was there was a like you know one of these joint ones. It was and Poland it was like, and Ukraine. They did Poland Ukraine. They did another one, and it was like you're never going to qualify unless you hosted it. Well, the most recent one they're doing now is Spain and Portugal bid with Ukraine as well on board oh, because they're going to give Ukraine one game and solidarity of the war at the moment, which I can understand. But come on, it's like. That's just Spain and Portugal will be amazing. Like, when is it? I think the next World Cup is going to be Canada, Mexico, Canada, yeah, America, and Mexico. Correct. You know what I mean, but that's the thing is, Oleg, and we laugh at it. That's three qualifying spots gone, and in that region, they're all buggered. Apart from them three, Jamaica, forget it. Yep. You know, it, it, I don't know. I just for me, I like the idea that it moves around the continents. I think that's brilliant. But then we, I just feel like it just why why someone like Qatar was blatantly could, just for money. Oh, it's corruption. It's biggest corruption. It's, it, and, and that's and what annoys me. The the one before Russia was all about corruption as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, we all thought Russia was going to be an absolute shit show, and it was actually one of the best tournaments. It was actually quite good. It was a yeah. really good tournament. And you know what I mean? The same with South Africa, but then South Africa. They did. I know people that went to South Africa and all the townships and all the stuff where there's crime and stuff were all closed off. Do you know what I mean? They didn't allow them out at a certain time. Do you know what I mean? So they there was no crime going on because all the police literally locked them away. They put them in, like, do you know what I mean? Jails and stuff. And, right, you know very quickly then, best World Cup. I know we might come to this near the World Cup. What's your best World Cup? You only got one. Pick one. Not really. Oh, well, don't be this I'm not. I'm not big into it. I watch the World Cups, but I'm club over country every day of the week. You? Oh, France 98. 
Yeah, time. probably France 98 for me because the only one Euros here when we had France, it. France 98, I thought was superb. I thought the one in Japan and South Korea 202 was quite good mm. actually as well. Um, and then the one in Germany was also quite good. So I can never, I never, I, don't get me wrong, yeah, I love watching it. I love yeah. watching the games. I love watching, let's say, Iran versus uh, Poland and stuff like that. I don't mind watching them, but I, I can't, I, I go to the pub with the boys and stuff and watch it. I see people going mental and I'm just like, yeah, well done. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. But no, no, I've no. always been club over country, but I, I am looking forward to Qatar. There's four games, four games a day. Uh, it should be good. And also, well, we're still playing during the World Cup as well. So hopefully. Picking up money for Gunter, hopefully. Yeah, nine grand a day, mate. Which you said what was a lie, didn't you? I I I, I questioned your judgment. Well, you really questioned it as well. Well, he's still got to be picked. Is he in the fifty-five man squad or whatever? Thirty <laughs> oh, man squad. I think. Have you heard the England one? The England said that they're, they're talking about Danny Welbeck and uh, Lewis Dunk from Brighton. And Danny Welbeck could be in the England fifty-five. Not being rude, fifty-five players. You'd be disappointed if you ain't in it. If I'm not in it, I'm gonna be absolutely livid. Alfie Bendel, I reckon, to get a call up. Some people are going. Get him going, man. So get him in. Alfie Bendel will be in there. You know I mean? The Benmeister General. Nine, nine and a half out of ten. Anyway, should we move on then and talk about our recent form? So, obviously, Let's Saturday... be positive about our football team. I don't know if we can be positive about it. I, well, obviously, we, we 100% we can, have got to be positive. We can't we can, not... We can highlight our faults, but my can, God, seven points out of nine. I mean, yeah, but you're, you're, you change, said, you're changing the parameters now. Well, why am I changing the parameters? Well, we wanted 18 points out of... No, 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 no. You wanted 18. No, I no, said no. we needed... Tw- I said 12. We needed... We needed 12. And how many did we get? And I 10? said we needed double figures and we got 10. Yeah, so that's too short. So that's a failure on the six games. And your in your one, I think it's just about okay. Right. We beat Harrogate 3-2 on Saturday. We did. Yeah. I think the club needed it. I think the way it went, it was an awful game. We were really, really poor for large, large, uh, large minutes of the game. Yeah, large portions, definitely. Large portions, that's it. Yeah, and I think if we're kind of losing that 2-1, I think Johnny Jackson wouldn't be in a job now or people would be going mental. But we did win 3-2. We did get the three points. We did beat someone who I think is the worst team in the league. And really? You thought they were worse than like Crawley when we played them? Oh, yeah, they looked awful, Harrogate. We just let them, the two goals we let in were just awful. Only weren't they? And I, I think they're struggling big time. I think they'll go down. They might stay up actually because there's Crawley, Rochdale and things. But yeah, they, they will be right down there. But I think the club, I think Johnny Jackson, the players, the fans, everyone, that's the game that we really wanted something like that, where we scored last minute. We were 2-1 down. You score a lucky goal. They had a keeper that were, was worse than ours. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Three of the goals, all the goals, I think, were his mistakes. And yeah, I think I think everyone went away happy, considering the game, we weren't very good in it. And I think it kind of glossed over it a little bit. But sometimes that's what you want. And seven points from nine, you have to be positive about. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with you, really, unfortunately, because I've kind of, um, <laughs> I kind of feel like we, as you said, I think Jackson would have been under a lot of, a lot of. I said to Dad, to be honest, on seventy minutes, the the crowd wasn't great, um, and then it was just frustrating because obviously up to sort of seventy minutes, the crowd started getting really aggressive, quite negative. And in the moment senior equalised, the crowd was incredible. Like the noise and the energy across the whole uh, the whole area, it just. Uh, do you feel like we're part of the problem? Do you feel yeah. like we are? Yeah, we possibly. are the main cat. Because I mean, I, I do feel like when I was w- watching the game, there were the, the guys who were directly behind the goal. They are doing their best to try and get the fans going, get the players going. Um, and the moment we got the equaliser, every it just 
it just showed you how important the fans were. All the fans getting behind the team, it does make a huge difference. Um, but then again, so does just going a bit more direct. You also got to point fingers at the players, though, and this is something that Sam Elliott said many times on the debrief. The fans, yeah, we are very negative. I, I, yeah, I mean, I count myself in that, and we, we, I get told quite a lot. Do you know what I mean? But it's hard to be positive when, to be fair, Dan, at 2-1 down, and we there weren't There was nothing looking, to be positive about, there was, was it? That's but, the problem. You can't keep... You can't keep painting over it and saying, oh, yeah, it's brilliant. When, to be fair, even Saturday was pretty poor. He's found a formation now that seems to work good for us. You know what I mean? Especially, we've also got to remember, I give, I've, I said Johnny Jack. I'm still not overly sold on Johnny Jackson. I st- no, he's still, I'm not either. I don't think still, I think there's some people out there, they really are. They, 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 there is a few that really are sold on him. Well, not maybe sold on him, but want to give him that opportunity, want to give him a chance and not jump on his back after 13 games like we've done. But... I just personally, I just I don't I find him really boring. Do you know what I mean? Even after Saturday, he, he he obviously the stuff he says is great, but it's the way he says it. it's just very monotone, very dull, very droll. And I just yeah, and but I look through the squad and I think we've got Josh Davison, and he's a brilliant striker. It looks like he's going to be a great buyer for us. He's going to score goals. He's as twenty four. Harry Pell, I wasn't sold on him. I said that to you when we when we signed him. I weren't it weren't a signing I thought was going to be good, but he's come in. He's doing really good stuff for us at the moment. Uh, Asal, he's hit and miss, but most of the time he's going to be a big hit in that league. I think we've found a formation now with the four at the back. Towler looks a brilliant signing, but. On the other hand, you then got Paris, who, who has dropped form massively. Yeah. Uh, needs to pick it up a little bit. Jack Curry, again, another one that we found who's brilliant. Gunter looks so much better as a right back than he does as a right wing back, which we we all knew that. And and people are going mental about huddling on Saturday and causes issues and stuff like that. He has to do so. And I, what I liked about huddling on Saturday was the passion that he was showing when we scored and stuff he was really into it so maybe we we forget sometimes when you are moving from non-league he's gone to Huddersfield as this big signing for them yeah so he's got he's got that pressure on his shoulders he's now moved to London do you know what I mean he, I don't know where he's from originally if he was from Birmingham or if he was a do you know what I mean because yeah. he was at Solihull and stuff he, he got he, I'm guessing he's a northern boy uh moving to London it's a big move you know what I mean league what league two football is a bit different to conference and and maybe he's now settling in settling in with the boys and that that can be seen and and, and once you've got a player like that and they're settled in they become better footballers yeah i mean i think i think it's really 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 difficult because i i kind of feel like we're not we're, we're i'm not overly sold on johnny jackson but what i will say is personally now I don't looking at us. I think it would take something mental for us to get relegated. And if I'm really honest with you, right now, I personally would just leave the manager alone. I would just say, do you know what? Just get to the just just give him the full season. Don't muck about with anything else. Just give him it. Give him every single possible thing that we can do. I wouldn't say we got we got a lot of money because we don't. Give him everything that he wants. Support him to the hill. And at the end, I don't think he. I personally don't see him as a long-term Wimbledon manager, to be honest, I don't get that vibe, but I would leave him alone and just let him do it because I don't, I think we could, I think personally, my, the way I feel is I feel we're just going to stay in this league for three or four years and we're just going to build slowly, but surely take money out of the, 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 you know, the depth in the stadium, build up the younger players and we'll get a big tranche of players at some point if we're lucky. And that will give us a possible opportunity to go big and, 
as a as a group of young players, we might get to an opportunity where we might potentially get that. The, once the stadium's paid off, then we can start investing. Um, but I think I think it was. I can't disagree with you. I don't think we played particularly well at all. I, I, I feel I feel there's quite a few guys actually who are, who are quite badly out of form, actually. I feel like if we had another left back, I'd give Curry a breather. I think he's good, but I think he's been, the last four or five games, I think he's been a little bit off. Magoma, I don't know where where his form has gone. And again, I, I like, it's difficult because I like what he's trying to do. He's trying to go forward. He's trying to be aggressive. But every time he does, he always loses the ball. The other thing, how many offsides does the sound need to have? <laughs> it is, it is, he's like, he's like, uh, it's like Andy Clark and then some. Like, it's just constantly offside. I just, I, it, it does drive me mad, but I do feel like there's some very, very poor teams in this league. Yep. I feel like what we've kind of shown, and I feel like in League One, we try to play football. I don't think League Two is a, a league for football. I think you need to kind of be a bit more direct, be a bit more physical. Um, and I think we kind of knew that before, really. And I think that's where Johnny Jackson might go wrong a little bit, is the fact that he wants to get the ball down and play. Betsy's done that and it's cost him his job. I feel like you've got to be a bit more physical, a bit more direct, a bit more northern, if that makes sense. I, I, I think you're right. And I think that's where some of the criticism with Johnny Jackson was aimed, is that he'd come in, some of the football was, he wanted to play this passing around the back and stuff, which League Two, I don't think you can do. No. And I think he maybe him or Terry Skiverton or, or Rob Tuvey's decided and said, look, we can't do this. We can't. We've got a lot of players injured as well. Pierce, Nightingale, NYC still to come back in and gone, right, we need to go a little bit route one. Do you know what I mean? And and, you, uh, and that's where I think if he has changed it and it was his decision, then he's done really well there because no, we no, have I, you have to give him that credit. But, but I don't understand why people think that route one is negative. It's, no, I just think it's a bit more direct. I feel like it suits what we've got. Ev- we everyone, haven't got many football players. But everyone wants to play in this Pep Guardiola way of playing. Where if, they... you if you don't have the... We haven't got, like, genuinely, if you think about, right, give them the ball, they'll do a quick turn, they'll pick a nice pass. We've got hardly any players in our squad who can do that. Dan, it used to frustrate me and piss me off to certain levels when people used to say Wimbledon were a route one football team. We weren't. We just went, played to our strengths, which was we had big strikers who were good. Like Even people like Vinnie Jones used to get absolute murdered for the way they played football. People didn't realise that Vinnie Jones was an absolute decent footballer. He could play a little bit as well. Do you know what I mean? I remember his volley at, Vinny, uh, at Arsenal and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And it used to drive him mad. And, and people now want to play the perfect football game every week, week in, week out, which we're in League Two for a reason. You can't play that way. And sometimes, like, look at the goal Davison scored against, uh, what's it, uh, Rochdale, and then he yep. scored again against uh, Harrogate. They're the goals I mean, how, that you love. While you're there, how good was that goal on Saturday? Like, awesome. And I'm not just talking about the technical bit of it. Bearing in mind as well, he's left foot, he's right footed. Like, I don't think people have quite acknowledged how good a goal that was. Taking oh. it down, taking it early, edge of the box, in the corner. I just thought, it was, from where we watched it, it was stunning. Absolutely it was, stunning. It was Harry Kane-esque. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm not going to put that label on him because Harry Kane's probably one of the best strikers in the world currently. Do you know what I mean? He's only not top scorer in the Premier League again because Erling Holland's yeah. there. But Erling Holland, Harry Kane scored that goal. Everyone is Everyone's raving about it. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and also, you say about other people that have dropped form, and I've got to say one person who's been given a little bit of stick the last few seasons who looks like he has picked up his form because we're playing to his strengths is Zanev. Do you know what I mean? Because he's made some real crucial saves in the last couple of games that kept us in the game. Yeah. So that kick, he's kick, we all know he can't play with his feet. We've mentioned it before. You've mentioned it loads of times. He's he's a League Two goalkeeper of reason. He's yeah, 100%. Shot, right, which is why he is in that level. But if you play 
long. He, he ain't worried about that then. He's going long to where, where we need to be. Davison, Huddling. If we got Huddling to come in, I thought Senior done well. Some people said he they didn't like Senior, didn't think he'd done much, but I thought he caused a little bit of issues. People were raving about Alfie Bendel, and we're big fans of Alfie Bendel on here, right? We, we rave, rave about him and say he's going to be a big player. He's not that player yet for me. He still needs to go out on loan for me. And people were going mental about his... Well, I don't think he hardly touched a ball on Saturday, but everyone went mental about it. I, th- I think the problem, unfortunately, mate, and we've spoken about this as well, is that from a fan's perspective, or even after the game, we kind of went from, you know, 70th minute people on Facebook <laughs> or Twitter going, the world is over, Johnny Jackson's out, this is crap, to 88th minute, we're absolutely we're sensational. And I think, as always... I feel like, I don't know, we might talk about it a bit later on, but I, 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 there are still, play, I, I, yes, we've won, we've taken seven points out of nine, but there is huge, huge areas. And there's still, even if you look at the Harrogate game, yes, we've won 3-2, they've hit the post, Zanev's made a great save right at the end, we've had a last-ditch tackle, we've had, it, it just, we, we made a bottom six team look relatively ordinary and the goals they scored were incredibly easy and again now we're you know worst team in the division defending set pieces yep. we've got we've got a really uh, our defensively we look open and we look a little bit raw um, and again I, 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 I don't quite know where the solution is because I quite like Taylor but I don't like I'm not as big at Taylor at the back I'd rather him in midfield I thought I think Callum Bailly is ropey as hell. I mean, I know he scored his header and it was blah, 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 but Callum, I mean, for me, Callum Bay is, is, um, yeah, I'm not, I would be looking even now to be thinking, right, well, is he going to get much game time? Because as soon as he's got the ball at his feet, Lee, as soon, honestly, it's just ridiculous. It's like, like where it could go. Yeah, he's like that. Yeah, for me, come January, I'd be looking to bring in a centre back because, well, it depends on how long Pierce, Nyingal, and Brown are going to be out for. If they're going to be out for large periods at the moment, we have got what then Callumby and Towler. Towler. And I, I prefer to. Woodyard for me, it's a hard one because again, everyone knows I'm not his biggest fan, but I think he does. He will do a job in League Two for us. I'd rather have him pell pushed a bit forward and then have Taylor in that defensive midfield role with uh, Paris for me, doesn't get anywhere near the side at the moment, but we, we are lacking on bodies because we have got a few injuries. We also need, well, Hudlin needs now take his chance and play alongside Davison. Chislett still doesn't do it for me. So I'd put a sow behind them two and then just get Hudlin just to cause issues. Davison's like he did on Saturday and they're sow to do what he does, which is get the ball, run at people, be greedy and hope the other two can score, and then NYC to come back in. But we've got a very, very hard November coming up. Yeah. And, and the seven from nine is great, but we need now to push on against the very good sides in this this league, which are Salford's, Leighton Orient's, do you know what I mean? Tramia. We've got, Tramia two, got them coming up. two away games, which are very tough, plus FA Cup, possibly, if we beat Weymouth. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I, again, you've got to be positive. Seven from nine. If Johnny Johnny Jackson's seen his ways and he has changed it, then fair fair pop to him. But yeah, interesting, interesting, mate, interesting indeed. Right, we'll move on, and then when we come back, we'll be discussing the Don Strauss elections, the thirteen people that have put themselves forward, uh, and, and what me and Danny expect. Mm-hmm. 
The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Welcome back. And as we said before, we're going to be discussing the Don Strauss elections, which is coming up. Uh, and we'll be discussing the 13 nominations or candidates that have put themselves forward for the Don's Trust. So I'll just go through the manifestos will be out. This goes out Thursday, so they'll be coming out Wednesday the 2nd. Please make sure that you read through every single person's manifesto for each candidate. Uh, go through them and then vote as you feel fit. Uh, I'm just going through. Ballot papers will be sent out online or by post, depending on member preferences on 12th of November. And the closing date for return ballots is the 3rd of December. Dan, you'd be pleased to know I am now a Don's Trust member. Oh, go that. on! Before the deadline, uh, yeah. So, twenty five. Why? why are you doing it? You just want to have a bit. You feel like you need to have a say. I, I kind of agree. There's a lot of people being obviously digging me out because I haven't been one, and you can't have a say unless you are one. And it kind, I kind of, kind of agree with the point that you, if you want to say, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm one of these. People, I, I, we do a podcast. I moan about everything. Do you know what I mean? I whinge about everything, and my opinions are not what everyone would say. But as you say, if you're not a Don Strauss member, I can't now vote for my seven so do you know what I mean which what am I doing you know what I mean I'm then standing on the outside pissing in the wind pretty much Moni Aggie upsetting I'm glad that you finally got that through but no well like I said it's up to you mate whatever you're happy with it just it's it'll I just like I said I just it doesn't sit well with me at all that the only people who have got a stake in the history and, and the future of our club are people who um, potentially don't go to any matches, don't really watch it. Um, that doesn't sit overly well. And people are making decisions who basically aren't impacted on a day-to-day. Mm. However, I guess, you know, if you want to turn, if people want to have more of a of an engagement and more of a look towards a different model or a different style of club, this is why I feel that this election is going to be really interesting. I feel no. like there is a genuine a genuine energy around the club moving into a slightly different way, um, rightly or wrongly. And it's again, there's no right or wrong. There's just opinions. Um, but I feel like this will be an interesting one to be, it'll be, it'll be very interesting to find out where, whether there has been a movement in terms of some of the punts, some of the people who've gone for it. I'm very interested to see how many of them have, are, are we going to be keep calm and carry on very samey, samey. Um, or are we going to have some different ones? But it looks like there's quite a few different candidates, Lee, by the looks of it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with what you're saying there regarding Don Strauss. Why I've not joined recently, I, I've not. You know what I mean, I, I do feel that yeah, we should open it up to a wider fan base. That everyone who comes down, we've got a lot of new fans now at Plough Lane who might not know as much about the Don's Trust. And, and, and as I said previously, I don't like all the politics. I don't like some the stuff to said and getting involved in it and it bores me to be fair and I don't really care that much about it all that I'd rather just be I want to be a fan I want to take my boys to watch football uh, see my mates have a few beers shout at the ref uh, be really negative after a game even if we've won 4-0 uh, and you know what I mean have my mates even take the piss out of me for it all and uh, yeah not worry about having to politics and reading manifestos and all that kind of politics that goes with it all but yeah we've got some very interesting there's a lot of people on here that I know a few of them. You probably will as well. Uh, so the, the, the names on there are Matt Lowndes, uh, Graham Price, who is on the Don Strauss board now. He's obviously going back up because he he was put on it last year, I believe. Kevin Rye, Chris Phillips. Uh, is Colin... he the guy that does the um, yes. audio? 
Yeah, that's correct. Colin Shergold, who went on it last year. Very uh, interesting character. Uh, Mike Hasty, Julian Erhart, I think his name is. Adam Proctor, Joshua Perrin, Mark Lewis, who we've had on the pod, does the uh, same old Wombles pod as well. Richard Shepard, quite vocal on the uh, Sunday debriefs we do. Daniel Allwright and James McDonald. I know one, two, three, four, five, six. I know about eight, nine of them people, or I've spoken to them at one point or seen them at an away game and a home game. Someone did say a point on, uh, I think it was one of the forums the other day, I think it was WAP. This, it's a shame there's no no women on there. No, There's no ethnic minorities, I don't believe. I don't know everyone on there, but I could be incorrect with that. So, I don't, yeah, I better not say that, actually, so I'll take that back. But, yeah, it does seem very white, middle-class people on there at the moment, so... I think the other thing there as well, which is interesting, I'm just on the current board, only one is wanting to stay on it. And I wonder, where, well, not a wonder, I'm almost certain that whether that's because, whether that's because there's, it's just been too much toxicity or whether people are staying on it. Um, whether, I don't know, where, I presume, actually, I'll tell you, there are some people who are, who are still going to be on for two years, got elected, Chris Stewart, at December 2021 for two years. So he must be staying on for another year. So this must be four people to join on to with, with that means that Chris will be on it. Michelle Little will be on it December, 2021 for two years. So that's till 2023. Um, Niall's not going to be on it, obviously. Graham Stacey yeah. stepping down as well. I think it was. Uh, Hannah Kitcher is stepping down. Luke McKenzie stepping down. Graham Stacey. Well, technically Graham Stacey elected 2021 for two years. Yeah, he's stepping down at a, He's. Oh, was he? A, Charlie yeah. Talbot, he mustn't be doing it anymore then. Yeah, Michelle, Michelle Little, she's very good. I've got to say, well done to Michelle. Uh, she's uh, been ill, and I think she, I think she can't. I'm not getting 100%. I think she's just got through that. I think I saw a post the other day where she was ringing the bell at the hospital. Okay. So she's just got through that, which is great news for Michelle. So well done well, on it, that. It, I mean, it's and really impressive it, that we've got 13. I, mean, I was considering it's been. And again, I, I, like it's like like we said, we can have opinions and we can be people can talk ill of people, and that's absolutely fine. But if people are giving up their time, you know, I'm going to thank them personally. It might not be 100% the the exact club that I'd like it to be, where in terms of the way that we've been run and what our sort of ethos is and where we're going. But fair play to those people who who take time out of. They've all you know potentially got other commitments they could be doing busy work lives kids family dogs etc um and they take the time out to do it i just it's an, it's interesting we've got you know 13 new people who are really really wanting to to yeah, get involved no. it's gonna be exciting to see what we come up with i don't know the age groups of them and i'm hoping a couple of them are younger women fans not the you know what i mean I, I said middle class so i think i meant to say middle-aged but yeah i'm hoping that there's a few younger fans that put themselves forward for we need to engage with the youth of Wimbledon as well and uh, there's definitely two on there I know that are, are for the kind of outside investment maybe even selling the club do you know what I mean because I said on the debrief the other week that I, I believed that the Don's Trust was a closed shop I said regarding outside investment which possibly not the great word in the moment is selling the club outright I don't believe there is anyone on the Don's Trust board at this time who would sell the club who would be willing to take it down that route where I know for sure there's two people on there, Mike Hasty and uh, Colin Shergold. They've made it clear that's their kind of aim. But again, I'd wait. The manifestos come out uh, the day after, the day before this. So this comes out Thursday. 
So they'll be out on Wednesday. Read through every single manifesto. Make sure you're reading them through, having a look at what the points that you you think feels better, and also what they're going to do for the fan base because obviously they record they're what's it called in it they're uh, under us so to speak. So we have to the governance for us, and then they go to the PLC board. So, but yeah, yeah, it's going to be well. Like I said it's going to be an interesting one, and like I said, there's so many people who are have got so many interesting views. It just be it'll be fascinating to to. You know, a lot of boards is always important to kind of get in the same headspace and try and all be on the same sort of footing. It'd be fascinating if you've got a group of, I don't know how many, uh, how many are on the board. There will be 12 candidates, um, seven vacancies. I think there must be 10. It'll be fascinating if you've got, right, five and five or seven and two or eight and seven and three or eight and two who they're all of a sudden they're, you're creating debate. Do you think that's a good thing or do you think it's good to have those debates or do you think it's important that we're one set of fans all singing on the same hymn sheet or do you think we need to have people who are going to challenge and oh, no, bring different people. ideas to the to the to the party we need to have people challenging and stuff like that that's why it this way it gets on my nerves a little bit when you do challenge or when you do it and you get kind of shut down or you get knocked down by the same old usual people you know what i mean it's like everyone should be able to challenge should be able to debate it's one of the reasons why i started this podcast is as i said before we we invite every single fan on anyone who wants to come on if you agree with me or not come on same as you do you know what i mean say the debrief we get the same it's the same people coming on now the debrief I'd like to see different people, people that don't agree with us. And there's a lot of people that don't agree with us that do it in writing because they're articulate in their writing. Yeah. But come on and speak as well then. Come on, have that debate. That's spoken words always better, I find, and because there's better context in it. And yeah, I believe, and, and, and the 13 now, I believe, I reckon some of them will come on now and they put their name forward because they knew what was happening in regards to the toxicity and everything yeah. that's going on regarding selling a club. And they thought, actually, I better stand. I better come and do my bit now. I can't keep, like, I joined the Don's Trust now, so I've, do you know what I mean? I, I better, I've got time. I'm going to do it. I'm going to stand because this is what I believe in. This is how I want to see the club going forward. I just wonder whether there's a way, and again, it's one of these things, <clears throat> I don't know if you're a politics man or not, Lee, and if you're not, then you're not. But they just had an election in Brazil and it was seriously tight. It was sort of like 50.9 and 49.1, which basically just tells you just how tight these, you know, you can have a democracy, but something like Brazil, they're all celebrating today, but that's basically half of the country completely split on what they want. And that, that negative energy that's going to be created, it's bad enough with the Labour and the Conservatives and Lib oh, yeah. Dems all here. You put it into a context. I just hope we've got, if people are either on the Don's Trust or they are involved, that they kind of, either to be blunt either vote and actually take an interest in it or don't because it's you kind of need people to be voting and being engaging we need need to make sure that our don's trust group fans who are obviously putting their money to make decisions they're making the decisions for the right reasons and making decisions that not necessarily what what is best for the club it's what they think is good for themselves what they think it would be a really good fit for the club don't be afraid to to be to speak outside the box and one of the things I'll be looking for obviously I've got a number of criteria that I'll be looking at for my votes and seeing what what people are doing and, and what are the things that are important to me moving forward for my football club and I think if we can get I, I, I guess it's that balance of what I would like to see and what is best for the football club and sometimes that doesn't always align so I'm hoping that I'm going to see enough people I feel that that they that is something that I agree with and I think it's going to take the club 
further forward. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to my what will be my first Don's Trust Are you going to wear like a nice suit and a tie? And, <laughs> no, no. You know, read for it properly. I'll probably just like, do it by post, mate. Do it by yeah, post. Post the vote. Of course you but, will. Uh, I did see something today with one of the people put on uh, Mike Overreal put on ours. He, he was having a conversation with Jonesy and on uh, the ones had a dream and. Like we can't vote on everything, right? Don's Trust members are the owners of the club. Don's yeah. Trust board is there to oversee what the PLC board do and for the, the club. So we're not going to vote on everything. We're not going to vote on what how long the grass is going to be. Uh, do you know what I mean? But there are stuff, serious stuff that needs to be voted on by the fans. The franchise mediation, giving one million to K's, uh, who our sponsors are, who is on the PLC board, stuff like that gets voted in without me and you having any say in it which okay i kind of get if you're going to put if we're going to vote 10 people on the board now we're kind of saying yep you, we're going to leave you we're trusting you to make all those decisions, decisions. For us, yeah but yeah and this is why i think people have got quite upset recently uh, and it's got too far is that some of the decisions and stuff like as i said the one million to k's and things like that people don't agree with and it's like well you're making decisions now that none of us kind of agree or half as you said 49% don't agree with, but 51% do. And do you know what I mean? And, and, and what you said about politics there, I like in the hot situation at the moment regarding, say, like a Brexit situation. You're either in or you're out. We're the same as women ownership or non ownership. There's no gray areas with it at the moment. You're either fan owned or you sell. Where we need to maybe look, we've got a new MD that started today. Danny Macklin put a great post out on Twitter saying all the right things at the moment, but we now need to see him in action, see what he does. Do you know what I mean? And see where we can open what people were saying about Plough Lane and opening the opportunities we have. I saw someone was at hospitality the other day and it looked dead in the, one of the silver rooms. I think it was a newsreader. Oh, I forget her name. She was at Wimbledon. Uh, one of the, She's a newsreader or she's a presenter. I know who, I know who you mean. I can't, I can't tell you it was. But, and she um, was getting some food. It looked nice, the food. But then she scrolled around to the where she was, the massive silver room, I think it was. And to me, it looked dead. Looked like quite boring. The there. other thing that was quite interesting from my angle around that, and I know we've sort of diverged a bit, but someone was saying in order for us to break even, it's got we have to have six thousand at the ground. Is that right? Yeah. That is a that seems like so it basically means that all of the matches that we have, you know, the Johnson's Paint League Cup, all that sort of stuff, basically means that though any time we have those matches. It basically means that we're not going to break even. Yeah, but I think we're over, I think we're doing better than we thought with the attendances at the moment. Then, yeah, you know, like Harrogate, there was still what seven thousand, I think. Harrogate. Yeah, that's good. But when we have a League Cup game and we got the Johnson's paint, then we get I don't know hundred quid. That... I, 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 I'm not hundred percent. Cup games have bought into it because I know we never used to budget for the cup games. We used to say that any money we make from the cup games then not budgeted. But the yeah. problem you got with cup games like the FA Cup and stuff like that is a lot of stuff goes into players' bonuses. Of course, and or, and was, or you have to split, or you split it with the opposition. No, but then we used to. That's where some of the uproar was that some of the players would like Quezzy. Remember, he, he used to be an FA Cup player for us. Remember, where was it? We went away and he scored two Fleetwood. Do you know what I mean? And he'd he'd do really well, but yeah, because they were getting paid more in cup games than not. But one that's the thing like we played Tottenham a couple of years ago didn't we and we didn't make well, a penny yeah. on that because they said no one wants to come and watch it anymore no one wants to watch Spurs versus Wimbledon so it was £10 an adult £5 a child do you know what I mean and it was at Wembley at the time I just was quite surprised at the fact that you know we had we've got 7,000 fans in 
buying food, drink, we've got the you've got the pub, you've got everything else associated with it, and that we're only making money on the on anyone over that six thousand mark. Now I presume that you know the season that they take the money for the season tickets, but I'm sure that our season ticket numbers are quite high, aren't they? Yeah. So it's really. almost it's almost really a case of those people who are not season ticket holders and away fans. That's kind of basically where you're picking your money up. We we really need to sort out. Talking about tickets, we really need to sort out how season ticket holders can get their tickets back to the club. So the club, club oh my god, that is. I have smashed smash on smack on the head. That is mental. It's still. I, I watched the. I watched some of the Harrogate game. I did as I was away this weekend, so that's why there was no debrief or anything like that. Uh, I watched the highlights and stuff, and you can still see loads of empty seats and stuff. And Harrogate, obviously, we we moved our fans behind the goal. Wouldn't mind doing that more often, though, moving our fans behind the goal and giving less to the away fans. I, I think, well, they never used to do that, did they? I presume they were worried I'm about the concourse. the reason why is because, yeah, you know I mean, if you're going to get a Bolton Wanderers down, they're going to sell the whole away end. And that, but that's fine. But Harrogate, you're not going to. But that, no. going back to what you just said about that, in the, in, the, in the the time now where you've got so many people with seen tickets, I'm staggered that there isn't literally, you can just go online and go, button. I press a button and the ticket goes back to the club. And that means that your scene ticket won't work or well, this... you're not going to go. And it, all it will do for me, I, I personally, I'd, it used to be, didn't it, that can you message the club? I think that's a nonsense. I think they need a button which you can press. And if you do it, I think you get Don's points or something like that. And at the end of the year, if you've got a certain amount of Don's points or you've got, for every time you give your ticket back, it's a £2 voucher for the shop or something ridiculous. So at least if you there is a level of, in, or even a five or whatever it might it... be, that's that's a job for Danny Macklin now. I think as the MD, he's going to come. If in. you think about a season, a season ticket, right? Per game, you're probably talking about, I don't know, sixteen quid maybe. I mean, if you pay three hundred odd quid for twenty games at sixteen, that's thirty two quid. It's three hundred twenty. I mean, you're probably looking at a season ticket price of fifteen quid, just an arbitrary figure. But you're going to get at least twenty three quid. 22 quid selling an adult ticket so for me i don't understand why you can't go you're a season ticket holder fantastic if you give us the ticket back that's great if we sell your ticket and it's not guaranteed but if we do sell your ticket there's five quid in your bin and and you know, or you just said you i just feel like that is a a really easy way of fans feeling like, okay, do you know what? Or it's, do you know what? Every If someone sells your ticket, have a pie on us, have a cup of tea, have a pint. I just, I think it's so easy to do. And, you know, what we've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed the same where you are in the, you know, in the library. Um, <laughs> but we've had so many people in the, on the sides come round and stand behind the goal. Yeah. And, there, and there's been, you know, a couple of my mates who come and do it and they, they're on the side and they just come round and there's so many gaps, but a lot of it is because they go behind the goals. But particularly when the weather gets bad and the wet, when the rain comes down, they're going to come into the, come behind the goal. And obviously it's where all the energy and all the action, all the fun is. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't understand why that's not a thing. Whether there's, I don't know, people talking about this tax implications or whatever. I just, whatever it is, that's an easy way of earning a decent whack. And you just go, I'm not going, you press a button, your ticket is now void for that game, and then other people can go and watch it, and they can go and watch it in a in a decent seat that they want to sit in. No, again, I agree. I watch a few games online and stuff, and yeah, you look at it and you think, well, this is empty considering it's a sellout. Even Sutton sold out game, and there were still loads of empty seats. The other thing as well, we used to it at Kings Meadow, and maybe maybe we do, but I've never seen it. Do we still do Golden Goal? Yes, at, there's a, there's at, a massive at, at thing. The game. 
Yes, there was a massive thing on it the other day on the website, I think. No, I don't know. Gen- I genuinely, obviously, I normally go We're in. We're selling them out. I think this was the first game against Sutton we sold them out. We sold out of Golden Gold. Where are they being sold? Because you know I, you can't get any behind the goal. I'm not 100% because he's saying that okay. I don't really partake in. Really. No, I've, I've to, genuinely but... just not seen it. I mean, if, if they're doing it, then they're doing it. and that's... They definitely are because I thought about fine. that the other day and then I saw something on the official site regarding it. But yeah, No, are. that's fine. If they're doing it, then fantastic. That's it. That was a really... Just remember seeing the guy with the hat going around selling it and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, but I, I've not, I haven't seen anybody so in that. Now, Dan. It's like Kings Meadow was the only entrance was that one entrence. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you knew. But now with, with Plough Lane, there's so many different ways to get into it. I'm just wonder whether if, if you're doing was... one, whether there's worth. Well, whether... I say well done. I know we're, we're going off the subject regarding Don's trust and stuff, but well done on the club for doing the whoever done the Oktoberfest idea. I or never, that... I never saw it. We we went there, but I don't know where it was or how it worked. Well, it was I, I, I didn't go to the Tuesday night game, but my mates went and they said the German Doner kebab was very popular. They had the Umpa band going on and stuff, and. German beer and stuff and stuff like that. It's a really, it's a shame it fell on a Tuesday night and they couldn't do it on a Saturday because I think it would have been very popular. This Saturday against Harrogate, there was no DJ, which I know some people were disappointed in because that was a good, good thing. And uh, there, there was talk, I don't know if you see it today, there was talk about uh, training ground. It was put up, I can't remember where it was put up, so bear with me. But they, we drafted our training ground requirements, visited and ranked sites in Merton, met with a community group who backed our vision for one site, entered a competitive tendering process for a site, prepared a concept and business case, but withdrew to focus elsewhere. Uh, we wish added depth to Merton, London Sports Borough proposition and how sports campus can support it and stuff like that. Yes, we're looking at a training ground and some of my mates were saying about it, like, shouldn't really be our... The ground off first thing, yeah? Shouldn't be our main focus, like, Put a little roof on the east stand cover. Put a little Ooh. cover on the east stand. Do you okay. know what I mean? Where we, you know, what I mean, where people are standing and stuff like that. But training ground, we've talked about it before, Danny. Our injuries. We're not at a proper training ground. It's a, it's a facility for a college, I think, isn't it? LSE, yeah. And also, one of my mates made a great point: is why are we looking at maybe London for a training ground? Name me one team in London. Maybe Fulham, probably the only ones, but they don't train in Fulham. Who train? In London, Chelsea training Cobham, Arsenal train at London. London currently QPR training Cobham. in London, huh? QPR train in London. Yeah, but right. but there's not many teams. Why are we not looking at maybe Leverhead or somewhere like that? For but why don't why? I mean, I don't understand why we can't just if if the place that we've got is okay and it could work. Why don't we just develop what we one, got? One of our player, a lot of our players moan about the training ground uh, and the training facilities. It's not okay. ideal. If you look at have you been, ever been down to the training ground? I've, I haven't been there when Wimbledon the training, but obviously done cricket in that there. The, the facilities aren't great, like changing rooms and stuff to get meals and stuff. I know we've got a little gym, which is good enough and adequate. But yeah, I do believe that for a professional football club, a training ground would help. Like, I mean, that, but that's going to be a while down the line. We're talking about 2025. How are we going to bloody afford this? Because you don't know if it's going to be sponsored. You don't know if the council will get involved in the habit. No, but, no, but, what, but what it means, we're not, we're panicking about paying a eight, nine, 10 million pound <laughs> bond. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, don't worry about that. We'll buy a training ground. It's like, come on. But then maybe it make us money in the long term, which will pay how, off the bonds quicker. How is a training ground going to earn us money in the long term? Because we'll have less injuries. We'll get younger players come through that we can sell for better. I just, I don't know. I do, I do like the idea. I of love, it, don't worry. I love the idea of it. I also love, you know, having a tattoo parlor on the corner. 
<laughs> love the idea of doing our own catering. Maybe that's a better way of doing it rather than renting in or paying a company to come in and tender to do it. Maybe a bit, it might be a better idea if we just have our own stalls and, and make our own food. No, but I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. But yeah, I do I do think a training ground would. I mean, it's, it's exciting. And I'm, all I'm hoping is someone in the Don's Trust group gets the Lerone Richards title fight at Plough Lane. I love my boxing. It would be stunning to watch well, he, a world title fight at Plough Lane. I'd go fighting. absolutely bonkers. Mate he's of mine, Sean at work, big Fulham fan, big boxing fan. Um, I said I'd give him a shout out about boxing. If we can get a Lerone Richards fight at Plough Lane, it would be stunning because it's it, because our our ground is a nice little start size for a boxing venue you know if you're talking about tottenham and that sort of stuff they're for like the big 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 fights but if you're talking about domestic fight you know i think you've got a decent little crowd up plow lane you've got He's, all the state you've got all the ground all the sides plus you've got the floor i think you could get a decent amount of people in there Laron's fighting on the 27th of november i believe sunday 27th for alexandra palace tickets are still available yeah 50 cool, sunday it's a day event as well I, I might i'm looking maybe i might go as it's uh but it depends on work really but yeah so because that'd be quite a busy period for me yeah but he's fighting soon but yeah no, i agree i think hopefully that's something that again danny macklin will be looking into how we can uh use our ground to make money. Hopefully London Broncos have a chance as well with all the stuff in rugby at the moment and rugby league and hopefully they have a chance. Would you take Wasps there, Lee? You know, Wasps have gone bankrupt not, not and they with... basically need a, a ground if they're going to carry on. I would, you, would you entertain it? I would have done before Broncos. Do you don't think... think we've got the room to look after both? I can't think we could have three teams on there, mate. No way. It's not. It's not going to be. It's not really free team. Well, you have you have us every other Saturday. You have Wasps every other Saturday, and then you have Broncos on the Sunday. Plus, well, you have Broncos. You have Bronco. But remember though, the Broncos only start in March, and they're done in in October. But then so they... we're only talking about ten games, maybe max. That might clash. Depends. I guess. The, I guess it's also it's how the, much they value the, the women's mo- team. Then it depends on the money for me. Do you know what I mean? I'd love to have the women's team near every home game, but. The money don't make sense for it to happen, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, if the money's good and what's come around and said, look, we give you this amount of money. The problem with rugby at the moment is there's no money in it. There's that's why teams are going to the war all the time, and players are now finding out they can't be paid what they probably deserve and want. And just thought it'd be a quite it'd be a it'd be a wicked story. And a quite an interesting one that obviously Wasps were franchised. I don't know if you know this, but Wasps yeah. were London-based, yeah. played at QPR and etc. Moved to Coventry. We went to Wickham. Wickham got first. moved up to Coventry, yep. taken up there, the promise of the promised land. And then lo and behold, all of a sudden they ruined, um, ruined Coventry City back. pretty much as well. Yeah, well, Coventry City are also struggling, crikey. Well, yeah, but, they, um, they bought the ground, didn't they? What's off the cat? Well, what's I, I don't exactly know how it's all played out, but yeah, they're in a world of trouble. But not, not for me at the moment. I think we do with the Broncos, and I think they've got a chance of getting in the Super League because of the ground, and well, hopefully they have, and that can work. Kind of it's it's, it's a very, and... very interesting time for you know anyone who's in, for these for the new potential members. I just I pray, and I don't even necessarily mind if it's not always what I want. I'd like, obviously, to us to be to go where I'd like them to go, but I just want us to see some energy. I want to see some movement. I kind of feel like COVID has a kind of meant we're sort of treaded water, and I don't think that's anyone's fault on the board at all. But with the new, with the, with the restrictions lifting and the world needing a shift up, and particularly with this cost of energy crisis and bills being paid, and, and it's going to be tricky, we're really going to need to be inventive and busy 
and I just hope we're busy. That's what I mean. I, I think again we plow, we got plough lane right, and I think we need to be doing a lot more with it. Like as I said, the the DJ the other week was a, a big success from people I know. The week after though, against Harrogate, they don't have it, and it's just like you've got to keep it going. You've got to keep doing them kind of things. Uh, I think there's got to be incentives for fans to stay after the game, getting fans before the game. Do you know what I mean? Maybe the food stalls need to be like my pie and stuff like that do really well, but maybe they need to mix it up from time to time and invite one new one, like the German Donner the other week went down a storm because it does get mundane and stuff like that. You have a my pie, you can't have a my pie and mash and peas every Saturday. Do you know what I mean? So, Maybe you want something else. And I said, keep the DJ going and try stuff on all the time down there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think that I just feel that there's loads of opportunities for us. And I guess very similar to, to JJ's teams, we're going to have to keep mixing around until we find the right solution. And I, I wish everybody luck. I hope it all goes well. I'm looking forward to reading the manifestos. Um, once it's been done, maybe me and me and you, Lee, will, will share what we've done and our thoughts, if we're allowed to or not. I don't know. But I'm happy to share, you know, what I was looking for and what who we went for. And yeah, looking forward to hearing a bit more yes. about all these people. I agree. And yeah, we'll, we'll end it there. And when we come back, we'll discuss the massive FA Cup game against Weymouth on Saturday and a bigger league game against Orient on Tuesday. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. We're back for the final part of tonight's episode. Uh, we'll be discussing the FA Cup game against Weymouth on Saturday and then the big game against Orient on Tuesday. So, Danny, you, are you going down to Weymouth? I was going to. But I am not. I'm not. I'm not going. Um, Mrs. Baker's got to work. So I've, I've, I'm taking one for the team. And also, of course, England, massive game against Sri Lanka in the Creek World Cup. So, you know, it, 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 my loyalties are drawn. Priorities Is this a big game, Lee, for us? No. Okay. That was quite a simple, quick. Good night. We'll spank Weymouth. We'll spank Weymouth. They're all full tide. They lost 3 0 the weekend. They've won one game in the league all season, scored eight goals, conceded 29. And how important is a cut run for us? Do you think it is massive, important or is it, a, or is massive, it a, just a financially thing? FA Cup for any League Two team is massive to get to. You think we've got a really good opportunity to be 90 minutes away mm. from playing Newcastle at home, from playing. Arsenal at home, Man City at home. I say at home because I don't really want them away because we'll get spanked. But you bring these teams down to Plough Lane now and we, I think, have they got rid of replays now in the FA Cup? Or third round, is it replay? I can't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember third round being replays. But talking about, yeah, they've got Zaki Oluara in gold, a three foot two keeper that we didn't want or wasn't good enough for us. I mean, good lad, but yeah, not, not a professional footballer for me. And I fancy us going down. I was going to go. My boy was coming down the weekend, but he can't unfortunately come down because of train strikes. So I can't get him this weekend. So what, do you, what would you do? Would you, how would I you was go about... drive. Oh, okay. But wait, was... what, what would you do with the t- about the team? Are you thinking of... Oh, I thought you meant how are you going mean, to go drive? You, um, you can well, get that's what I mean. Park, I was yeah? going to go and I was going to drive. But I don't fancy driving seven hours on my own. Do you know what I mean? If my boy was with me, at least I've got someone to chat with me, stop with me and stuff like that. But yeah, going on your own for three and a half hours there, three and a half hours back. And if we did lose, yeah, I'd probably smash the car up or something. But yeah, well, how would I go about it? I'd start huddling. I'd would start... you rotate or would you go, no, do you know what? Is it? Bear in mind you've got late on Orient Tuesday. 
do we need to be starting Josh Davison, even though he didn't start he on Tuesday needs, against Portsmouth? I think you're going to need a massive match. Mind you, he's not, he's not played um, in the Johnson's paint game, but I would have thought the fact that he's feeling 100 miles at high, I think he's going to be one of those lads who might need a little bit of protecting from himself. Um, and I wonder whether or not it might be a case if you start him and then 60 minutes get off. Because I would have started a few of them against Portsmouth, and I know a lot of them were rested. I would have started a lot of them on Tuesday against Portsmouth and then rested them against Weymouth. But Portsmouth is a dead rubber, isn't it? We're both through. Yeah, but I know, so... but you, as I said, you want them to play because they're rested Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and then the whole week rested is, do you know what I mean? And I think he's going to go, for, for what it's worth, I think he'll go um, a pretty good side on um, on Saturday. I think if players are fit, I think they're going to play. I don't... I'd don't. i start Alfie Bendel. Are you start Alfie Bendel, would you? Yeah. Well, you, instead of Paris? Uh, yeah. Well, I, w- I was going to play Paris because I think he needs games because he's out of form, but he's, he didn't have a good game against Portsmouth. He's not playing. He's not playing great. So I'll bring him in. Maybe bring Woodyard back in, and then have Pell in there as well. I'll uh, be tempted with Marsh. I think. I think I'd give Marsh who'd get no, him some minutes. I've been really disappointed with Marsh. We know we picked him up quite a lot, didn't we? And say what a player we thought he was when he. But he's been very disappointed since the start of the season for me. He's not really done it. He ain't really got that shirt and gone. This is going to be my shirt for the season, and I'd be surprised if he gets back in at the moment. Uh, I'd start huddling. If Davison starts it, be huddling and Davison. I, I, I can see him probably starting huddling and, and a Sal up front with Chislet behind and then Pell and Bendel. Okay. Uh, but for me, if I was the manager, I'd be starting huddling a Sal with Pell just behind and then Bendel and Woodyard. Uh, Interesting. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, maybe and then four at the back. Curry. So with this, okay, yeah, this is what I want to talk about. So, you know, we've got obviously the four at the back. Would, in a four, do you think that Lee Brown and Gunter can play as one of the two middle lads in that or not? Brown can. You think Gunter Brown can. could? Gunter's all right. Because we, at, at first... when we they play in a three. When we can they the, play in a two? When we played the three, we always said Gunter would be the right centre-back and he wasn't very good in that position for me. Gunter is a right back, right back, and that's his only position for Wimbledon. He can't play not right wing back. Not wing back. He can't play wing back. He ain't got the pace anymore, unfortunately. No, and he stops, he stops it going forward. Where you watch Jack Curry, and, and even though Jack Curry's out of form, he's still getting seven out of tens every game. If you look at whoscored.com, yeah. so he's still one of our better players, and he goes up and down. Gunter don't do that. For me, Gunter's a right back with a good winger in front of him. Uh, Lee Brown can play left centre back, which he has done when we had the injuries. Uh, yeah. But that's why I said in January I'd look at signing another uh, centre back. Maybe oh, get because yeah, I, I think I'll be I'll be amazed if we don't get another one. But I, I, yeah, I'm just curious as to whether or not whether you would whether if we needed to you would play those particular players in the centre defence because I, I, I you were getting to the point where we're getting quite light here and obviously Calambay and um, obviously you've got Calambay and Towler. Um, who can who can play there? No Pierce, no Nightingale, no Brown. You could play Gunter in one and put a Gondir ride, but if you're not feeling Gunter there, it's just whether or not we're going to have any extra. Whether you would play one of those in, but I think it, yeah. You're not playing any other youngsters. You're not putting any other youngsters in Jenkins. 
centre back maybe against Wayne. If I'm really honest with you, I, I don't think we can afford to 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 muck about with it too much on the fact that I feel like we we, we really need to win this, and I feel like we are um, going to win it easily. And it's a it's a but it's a momentum thing as well. It's you, not, are you putting Huddling in up front? I am. I would be tempted to start how we finished the last game. So I'd be tempted to play senior. I'd be tempted to play a Sal. And I'd be tempted to play the other two up. Maybe I wouldn't actually, I probably wouldn't play both of them. I'd probably play, I'd like, I personally would play a Sal on the left, senior on the right and one up front. Um, Huddling potentially up front. Or I'd be, or I would, I think I'd probably play Davison, see if we can get the win and then put Huddling on and give him more minutes. Because I still don't know how match fit he is. He played on Tuesday. He's been in and out. I've not been overly bothered about him today. Um, and then in the midfield, I'd, I'd, I, w- I would be tempted to go 4 3 3 and play three midfielders and play Bendel as one. I'd play probably Pell as the other. Um, and I'd play Marsh. And I think I'd leave Woodyard. He's just come back from injury. I'd give him a bit of a bit of a rest. The pitch could be a bit crap. I don't know it. I wouldn't play Chislet. I'd give him a breather. I'd say thanks a lot. I'd play a Gondir right back. I'd play Towler and Kalambay. And I'd play left back would be Curry. Keeper, would you play Zanev? Or would you give Broom a little run out? So I, you're on a guard, a guard there. I, I, I'd still start Gunter because we got him for two more games and then he's off to the World Cup. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, well, that's one way of so looking at it. Play Gunter for the next two and then you've lost him and then you've got Isaac there available then. I know... Isaac played on Tuesday, so yeah, I'd, I'd make, to be fair, again, Weymouth, I do fancy whatever team we put out, we'd, we'd win the game quite comfortable. Uh, I think Woodrow has to play against Weymouth because he needs minutes, he needs game time, it's a perfect game for him to play, give him 70 minutes, then bring him off, and then you rest him, well, not rest him, but you've got him on the bench against Orient. Uh, no, I'd, I'd Zanev, I'd, you, you start Zanev, because he was going through a bit of a rough patch, he's now find a bit of form. And I think if you're a keeper, you just got to keep playing. So, in terms of Orient, then we've spoken about Weymouth, and we're quite happy with that. What is our best team in Lee right now in terms of availability? I think going we, Orient, what is our very best eleven? I think this the team that finished the second half against Harrogate. So it's Zanev in goal, Gunter right back, Towler, Kalambai, Curry, only because of injuries. If yep. again, no, if no, we no, have no, and then I'd go, at the moment, we don't really have any other winger. So Senior's got to be, he's got to be taking that shirt now, I think. And, and if he plays You're well, playing Senior on the right and a Sal on the left, I'd say. Yeah, and then And then Pell. two of the two midfielders. Well, it's not, is it not really a four? It's four, three, three for me. So you go... You can't, so you're going to have... No, no, yeah, sorry. A Sal, Senior, Hudlin and Davison. I've gone wrong there, yeah, sorry. I'm going four to back... Yeah. No senior, sorry. Right. So I'm going oh, midfield again. I told Pell's definitely in there, just behind Hudlin and Davison. Then I'm going to Sal and who's my other one? Probably Woodyard or Paris, possibly Bendel. So you're <laughs> so just playing the whole squad. So no, you're, four, so you're playing such four a tough game. Are you, are, you, are you playing three and three, or are you going to go? No, we need to be a bit more delicate. We're going to go in a slightly different way because at I'm the not, moment, I'm I'm taking Hudley now against Orient and putting Davison up front okay. in his own. So get rid of Orient. Who is our best eleven? Our best eleven. What is I said against Orient? We're obviously going to try and pick our best eleven right now. What is it? I don't. I really don't have a clue, Dan. And it's probably why it's so hard for Johnny That's why Jackson. you're not. That's why you're not me. Because. I'd like Huddling, I'd like to see Huddling and Davison up front together. But it's so hard. What do we play? Do we play the 
what is it, four one two one two, but then you lose a sow at the game then because he's, you know what I mean, you want him in that. For what it's worth, I think if a sow is not playing wide, I think he's not, he's very very ineffective. And when we play him in the middle of the pitch, I just think I just find we lose him a bit. So for me, I would I feel like. Our best eleven is not with a sow. I, I think our best team is four-two-three-one, where we've got the two sitters and we've got three midfielders and we've got one no, up front. And I play a sal on the left. I play Chislett on the right. I play oh, wait. one one player behind Davison. So at the moment, I, I'm picking um, Pell, and then I would be playing, or I'd, I actually would be tempted to drop Pell back and put Magoma up and say, "Go on, have a little." A bit more of an of, a, I, of an attacking game as opposed to him being quite deep, I had, getting I, football so deep. I heard a massive rumor. I don't oh, know how true it is. That... Well, if if it's itchy, then stop itching it. Put cream on it. Massive rumor, and the, and the reason why Paris doesn't play further up the field is that Brentford told us that he is a defensive midfielder. That's the position they want him to play. If he doesn't play there, then they'll recall him, and we'll lose him. Okay, well, if they can do that. And I'm happy for him to be recalled at the moment because I think he's not on great form. So I, I'd prefer him up the field. I prefer him in a, in a more attacking role. Don't think he's a defensive midfielder in a million years and he won't be a professional footballer playing defensive midfield. If that Again, that could be total bullshit and could it's be. just an excuse of why he's playing bad at the moment and stuff and that's not his natural position. But I like that formation you got, but then with, without Chislett, if I'm honest, I don't think Chislett's good enough. Yeah, I think it's. I think if we were playing anyone but Leighton Orient, um, I think you could you could quite easily play Huddling up front. I think you could play Huddling up front with. So um, I'd like to see Huddling Davison up front. I would, Huddling but I just wonder whether Leighton Orient is the game to do that. And then but again, then, I suppose it when is. That's the part I don't know. Again, I've seen teams in this league near the top and stuff like that, Northamptons and things like that, and I've not been overly impressed with them. Uh, one of my friends was up in Cumbria the weekend or last week, uh, half term. Oh, we've all got friends who've been in Cumbria. Yeah. Story, well, we went and saw Carlisle versus Orient. Uh, and he said Orient were okay. He said Carlisle scored two goals, could have probably nicked them. Carlisle are quite good, though, aren't they, this year? Yeah, but we they didn't do loads against us. I know they beat us, didn't they? Or... I mean, yeah, but they didn't need to do loads, did they? We lost 2 1. We yeah, we scored against them, though. We could score against anyone in this league. Yes, this is probably why Johnny Jackson struggles so much. If we can't pick a team for like, I think hard. it's we genuinely fielders though. That's the problem. We've got too I many. I genuinely do believe, honestly, in all my time watching Wimbledon, this is the one of the very few times where I genuinely have struggled picking the best eleven. And I don't mean that not just personnel, but on actual formation. I think we're still a little bit unsure as to how what's going to work and how it would look and and what what, what do we do I, i've been really really I, I don't think i've ever had a wimbledon team that i've looked at i mean do you remember the good old days when it was just like literally blackwell yeah perry yeah it was just so easy wasn't it or even Thatcher, Cunningham, day, kimball kimball cunningham cheers Vinny, leonardson earl ardley cheers taylor elliot reeves do you know what i mean barcham one wing uh, Andy Barcham. He's a mortgage advisor now near me. Is he really? Yeah. You miss Andy Barcham. I do a little like hop he used to do over the awful, ball. Awful cross of the ball though. Yeah. That's he why he played of... lower level though. Yeah, I'd like to know, but I thought, skill, I, thought, but... I thought he was a good little player. But, but yeah, I feel I, I feel like we've we've I feel I think like he's kind of stumbled across quite a good team, but I don't think I'd play that against um 
Orient. But maybe we can't. We, maybe we should attack Orient. But I feel I feel like we'll we'll do well against Weymouth. I think Orient. It will be about the performance, not the result. So, and then I'm going to Salford on the following Saturday. So uh, are you um, going? Yeah. Oh, I really want to go, but the trains ain't been released or anything. I'll just left. I'll pick you up. Just I'm not driving up to Manchester. Manchester, Manchester. But I wanted to go. What Mexican well, are they in Manchester? Or loads of loads of Mexicans there. But going in predictions, score predictions. Weymouth first. Uh 2-0. Comfortable 2-0. It's not going to be a cricket score because I don't think we've ever played a rubbish team and whacked them for about a million. So I'm going to say it'll be an easy 2-0. Davison will score. He'll come off after an hour because we'll be 2 0 up. And then I feel after that, I think Leighton Orient, I think it will be effort. It'll be a really good atmosphere, I think, actually, for that Leighton Orient game. I think that they're going to bring quite a few. I think it'll be good energy. And I'm going to say that we keep our unbeaten run going. Um, and I'm going to say it will be a 1 1. Cool. I'm going 6 1 Wimbledon against Homer. <laughs> 6 1. <laughs> Bendel will get four. Everyone will go mad again. They will get in England. The uh, Gareth Southgate's 55. No, no. But no, seriously, I think uh, Wimbledon will win 6-1 on Saturday. Do you actually, do you honestly believe that? Yeah. Yeah. Remember last year when we played, uh, who was we put Geisley? Is it Geisley? Yeah. And we and we were all backing ourselves. We won 1-0. And I predicted 4-0 or something. Mad like that. And we, and we won 1-0. And, and, and we nearly lost that. We were, that yeah. was horrible. It was awful. But no, 6-1 Wimbledon Saturday. And then a... 1-1 one, one draw against Orient. Again, they'll bring loads down, but that's because they're too poor to watch West Ham. And, uh, yeah, wow. I think it'd be a good atmosphere down there. And, yeah, I'm... Uh, yeah, 6-1 Saturday, mate. 6-1. I'm just trying to work out whether there's anywhere in the world that are actually going to put it on. Because when we played Boreham Wood, they had, like, an, a random American channel. That was ESPN USA, but, yeah, I don't think there is anyone this time, so... Yeah, so I'm trying to work out. There it's is a, a Chinese channel that's showing it i wouldn't i wanted to go but i ain't driving seven hours on my own not my fault you ain't got your mates well no they're all getting on a coach but i ain't driving to wimbledon then to get a coach it's, down to weymouth it's 10 quid no they're getting their own coach are they hmm. that'd be stunning i know right well that's us that's it tonight thanks very much for listening uh, and now thanks to our sponsors season master you can find him at seasonmaster.com one sec, I need to check that. Actually. I ain't done it for a while, so let me go back and check that. Oh, this is dreadful scenes. <laughs> they sponsored the game on Saturday. Yeah, they did. Yeah, all see, over I've, the place. I didn't want to say seasonmaster.co.uk because I always think it is, but it's www.seasonmaster.com uh, and you can find them for all your secondary glazing and bifold doors. Thank you very much. Come on, you done. Oh, you one booze. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. 
Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.